Irish NFL show. Firstly, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate all our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we would massively appreciate it. Also, reach out to us on social media. We love interacting with listeners and with fans from wherever you are in the world. And with that said, on with today's episode. I suppose close out the NFC East uh, review with the Eagles and the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. And Jalen Norris probably really should have been the MVP if it wasn't for that last drive by Mahomes. He, I suppose he is the MVP. And to, to play the game and be so close to winning the Super Bowl and put up so many points... And yet walk away from it a defeat. And as was they can hold their head high up. And we've seen in the past, Colin, where teams have gone to the Super Bowl, look like they're kind of ready to come back again. And it doesn't materialize for one reason or another. You don't get the sense with this team, bearing in mind what Harry Roseman has done during this offseason. No. Um I but but that said that there there will there will be issues. Um, you know, to me, losing Shane Sykin is, is probably the biggest one. Because I think Shane Sykin is a gifted coach. When you consider what he did uh, with Justin Herbert and, and what he did um, with Jalen Hurts, you know, it wasn't just one quarterback. Like Herbert is phenomenal, but Herbert hasn't been as phenomenal um, ever since Sykin up sticks and, and left the, the Chargers. So I, I think that that will be the big question is, you know, around Brian Johnson and, and what the offense looks like. In terms of Gannon, look, this is, despite the fact they got 70 sacks last year, there were murmurings of discontent from the defense throughout the year. I mean, that was what was kind of bananas about this. Um, now, look. Can, was it only 70 sacks, Colin? I thought it was like 500. <laughs> <laughs> Gannon giving these interviews saying they were they were 100 sacks ahead of the next 15. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. After eight games or something like that, Connor, I think was uh, was was it quote for the down doing it down to Arizona. Um, it would be difficult for them to maintain that. So no matter kind of what they do, uh, I'm sure the spot I will be saying they're they're not as uh, effective. But you'd have to say how he has put them in a great position. The other thing is like when you consider Hertz and you look at everything he did, right? And and it was so impressive. But remember that he missed. A, you know, games because he was hurt, and and when he came back, he still wasn't wasn't right. <laughs> he still put up that level of performance. So look, they have found their guy. They got the the deal done. Um, the camp seems happier. Um, that Gannon has moved on. Sirianni to me is the the perfect coach. But you know, um, what one must beware of hubris, particularly particularly when it comes to Philadelphia. We all remember the infamous dream team. Um, they have shied away from making any pronouncements like that. And in, in, in fairness, um, you know, Hart seems to be very, very sensible. Uh, we saw him, remember, on the, the sideline last year uh, when Sirianni, uh was uh, in, enjoying himself and Hertz was the one who came over the arm on the shoulder and said, uh, there's a long way to go yet, coach. So, I think they're in very good hands um, with their their GM, their head coach, and um, their their QB. Um, there will be th- those question marks, but um, they they enter certainly 
this division as favourites and rightfully so. Connor uh, Hargrave goes to the Niners, Edwards goes to the Bears, two marquee players at the front seven. Like, how important was it for you, in your opinion, that they kept all the Slay and Bradbury uh, in terms of the secondary? Because at one stage, Slay was being released and it looked like Bad Bradbury wasn't going to be maintained and came to a contract with him and then Slay quickly signs up again. You touched on it last week. I mean, your, your secondary is only as good as your front seven are doing. Do you see any scenario where there'd be a bit of a drop-off? They have brought in some other players, whether they're at the level of those guys that were, who have left is another thing. I think there's there's two classic mistakes that we make in, in these off-season predictions, right? We either assume that too much will be different or we assume that way too much will be the same. And, you know, the Eagles put me in that quandary where everything you're seeing suggests there's every reason that they, that they should run it back. And then you remember that historically, that that's not the way it goes. You know, only two teams in NFL history have ever lost the Super Bowl and come back to win one the following season. The, the Patriots did it obviously relatively recently, uh, ironically having uh, lost to the Eagles, came back the next year and, and beat the Rams. The previous team to do it was Don Shula's unbeaten 72 Dolphins. It does not happen that often and it doesn't happen for a reason. It's really, really difficult to do. Uh, and you touched on parts of the reason, Colin. When you make a big run like the Eagles did, your coordinators tend to come up for grabs and they're going to get head coaching jobs, as the Eagles have seen. I totally agree with you. I think Steichen is the bigger loss than Gannon there. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny to think, you know, for all of the, the praise that we and others have given Howie Rosen, they could have played last season where Russell Wilson, it turned out. One of the more entertaining stories of the offseason was the uh, the potential Russell Wilson trade to the Eagles that in the end didn't happen. And I'm sure Eagles fans are, are delighted given how last season played out. That it didn't. Um, you'd find it hard to see that the Eagles aren't going to make a deep, a deep run, though. You know, all, all things being equal, and and, and you know, if, if everybody stays healthy, and, and the health was something that, in large part, they could rely on last year, as pretty much every team that makes a deep, deep playoff run has going for them. And um, it, it's nearly always the healthiest teams. You know, you correlate the healthy teams and the talented teams, and it's health that gets you the extra mile and gets you over the hump in the playoffs. You know, people were kind of putting Jalen Hurts down at a certain point last season saying well anybody could win with that team around them but then Gardner Minshew came in and you know they weren't performing at anything like the same level so you know Hurts has been huge for them he's made that that huge progress for them and you know we, we want to see him at, at 100% health this season I think that they, they they start off like a juggernaut I don't think that you know Roseman's probably his biggest achievement during the offseason has been that they didn't lose a lot of the names in free agency that we thought that they might and that was a big question mark over them and they seem to have, you know, did in fact added a little bit of strength. You know, the the, the additions that he made have, have had people scratch their heads, going, "How did they get that guy?" You know, the, the the likes of DeAndre Swift coming in. He's made some clever moves. And um, but what got you to the top of the mountain or near the top of the mountain last year isn't going to be enough to get there this year. So they they need to do better and they need to do more. And you know, I think Sirianni's up for that fight. He seems to me like the kind of guy who's not going to. Not going to by any means rest on that laurels. They were so tantalizingly close, you know, put up that kind of performance offensively in the Super Bowl, undone the way they were. And it, it, it's a tough beat to take. And I think, you know, I, I, I expect them to be there or thereabouts again this season. But it's, it's a, again, historically a really tough thing to do. Colin, when Connor Rogers from NBC was on the show, he said, if it wasn't for the off field stuff that went on, Jane and Carter was the standout player in this draft. And Eagles find a way to to pick him. They move from ten up to nine with the Bears to to pick him up. They didn't get Nolan Smith at Turkey, two Georgia players, Keelan Ring, Keely Ringo, who was supposed to be going off for it a lot earlier than which he did. Like, is he essentially looking at the team as the most pro ready college and will pick those players, or is it? Do you think it's a, it's just a fortune of events how these things played out, or do you think they really did home in on Georgia? 
I think they did, but I think it's it's a number of things. Like we've seen it before, and the Eagles have done it before. It's not just Georgia. They like to bring in a number of players uh, from uh, at particular college, and they, they do that because they they think it helps guys to settle in to the league, um, and it it you know helps the cohesion. So I, I think that. The fact that Georgia are so historically good, right? And and take the LSU offense, right? Um, you know, uh, jo- Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jabbar Chase, they've done pretty well in in the league. And so, if I look at if you look at that, you know, if you look at the the Georgia defense, uh, you can understand why they're doing. It. And the fact is that the, the guys last year, uh, who who they brought in, have now had a year. Uh, to, to transition, to learn from the, the players. And they've been very smart in their ability to do that, right? And go to Sue, right? The player who is known for being, you know, super nasty, right? They give you talk to a lot of NFL fans, that's the thing that sets out. But he is such a deep thinker. And when you hear teammates talk about him and his willingness uh, to, to work with them, to, to teach them, to mentor them, that's what they've done. They've done the same um, with with Jurgens, who they brought in on the O line. They have been very clever about bringing guys in, not having to over rely on them. Now, injury plays a huge part in that they have been fortunate. Um, that that is the the ultimate wild card. Uh, but I, I can see why they they have leaned in uh, to Georgia. There's a reason that they Georgia were so successful, and that defense was star studded and. Now we get to see what that looks like in the the NFL, and it's it's like they they've gone for I suppose Jordan Davis, who is such a kind of a, a physical freak, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word. Like this is this is a human being who shouldn't move, like at a size at moves at speeds this human being shouldn't move at. And then you got say uh, the Kobe Dean, who is known for being such a, a cerebral player and a real quarterback of the defense so yeah they, they've been very very smart but i said it time and time and time again you don't know what the transition into the league uh, looks like and yeah there are certainly concerns around Jalen carter and maturity uh, alongside everything else regarding um the the, the car accident and uh, the people who lost their lives i can't recall how many years it is now since one team is going back-to-back NFC East, I think if we're going back maybe 15, 16 years, and in a, in an era where it's a 40% strike rate of teams that make the playoffs going back the following year, it'd be interesting to see if three teams come back out of the NFC East this year. Interesting times ahead in this division. That is our NFC East re- uh, recap of the off-season. Colin, Connor, I appreciate your time. Thank you.